0: Home church doesn't mean that, like, oh, I just that. No. no, he's still in the office of an evangelist who has a word from God for you today, brother. Near, come and take your liberty.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hope you didn't see that. Amen. I just felt to say it like this now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or thank I just wish we could get back into that spirit of worship right now and just thank him because there was a move of God's spirit in this house already. I feel the lingering presence of an almighty God right here right now. We worship you. Come on now unto him that is able to do exceedingly Abundantly above all that we can ask or thank in the according to the power that worketh in us. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. My God, I was I was feeling the Holy Ghost while we were worshiping. Thank you, Sister Dornbach and the team. What an awesome, awesome job they did leading us into the presence of God. Amen. Amen. I was a little nervous coming today just to preach. Uh, First off, because my family is here, my mom and my sister Renee and my my brother-in-law who's become one of my dearest friends in the world, one of the kindest men uh, you'd ever meet, give you the shirt off his back, please don't do it in in the sanctuary. Um, But I'm glad that they are here and uh, for them to be here and to experience my new family uh, my old family meeting, my new family. I, I just want everything to go perfect, and I believe God has orchestrated all of this. Amen. Oh, amen. But I was also nervous because Pastor and Sister Dornbach, the last couple of Sundays, have been absolutely on fire, and they've been on point, and God has anointed them. And I'm like, well, what do I say after that? Amen. But I believe that God has a word for us tonight, uh, or this this morning. Amen. So I want you to, if you would, if you have your Bibles, if you don't, I'm sure they're going to have the scriptures on the screen. Um, but I'm going I'm to read from Genesis, the book of beginnings, and we're going to start at verses 37 and start, or chapter 37, verse three. Um, but it is Memorial Day, and uh, it kind of, it was very somber when you think about people sacrificing their lives and shedding their blood so that we can experience luxuries and have the liberties that we now have. And it was the old prophet T.W. Barnes that he said one of the reasons that God raised up America was the fact that He was raising up a military might that had enough power that could hold back men and nations full of the Antichrist before his time. And I believe that God has anointed uh, the United States and the soldiers that were willing to give their lives and shed their blood for the luxuries and the liberties that we now currently possess. So I'm thankful for them. I honor them in in the highest regard. And uh, uh, just happy Memorial Day. Amen. But Genesis chapter 37 verse 3, um, I I want to read and share with you what I believe is something that has the absolute power and potential to change the way that we look at everything that we will ever face by changing our perspective just a bit. Genesis 37 and 3, it says, Now Israel... Say that, just say that under your breath. If you just now, Israel, that's where it starts, loved Joseph more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors, many colors. But Genesis 37 and verse 31, the brethren were jealous, and they sold Joseph into slavery, where he would ultimately become the second in command in Egypt. Because of his his brother's betrayal. But in verse 31 it says that, And they took Joseph's coat, that coat of many colors, and killed a kid of the goats, and dipped the coat in the blood. In Genesis 37, 32, And they sent the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father, and said, This have we found. Know now whether it be thy son's coat, Or no, they did not tell him it was. They said, just know now whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it and said, it is my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days and all his sons and all his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, for I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. This morning I'd like to, like to speak to you about this, the color of assumption. The color of assumption. If I could give it maybe a subtitle, I, I'd say this, I'd call it this, the color I didn't see coming. Amen. So if you would where you are right now, If you would, in your home, from where I am, I'm going to pray for you, and from where you are, I want you to pray for me. And I want us to connect our faith so that with faith we can accommodate what God is wanting to do in this house and in that house tonight. So I want you right now to lift your hands and articulate your faith any way that you know how. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word and we thank you for those that will hear it today. But Father, we are asking that the The living word would preach the written word, and that it would come off of the page and into our ears and sink into our hearts, oh God, with a spirit of revelation and understanding. I pray that you would broaden the scope of our perspective so that we can see with clarity the sovereignty and the all power that abides in and through you. And we pray it binding every hindering spirit, whether human or demonic, we pray your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name. And somebody said, in Jesus' name. Come on, say it like you mean it. Say, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And before, I was going to say you may be seated, but uh, I don't know where you are, whether you're standing or seated, but I want you to know there's nothing wrong with the color. I'm just going to say that and leave that there. But Genesis 37 and 3, it says very clearly now, present tense, Israel. Now, Israel. Israel was a man who would go on to his name, would identify the uh, the nation of God's chosen people called Israel. But Israel began as one man, but Israel was not born Israel. In fact, he was the younger son of twins, and he was born by the name Jacob. And Jacob, Jacob, he was his name meaning liar, supplanter, trickster, schemes, schemer. That's who he was. And he lived up to his name. He was Jacob. He was the liar. He was the manipulator. He was the schemester. And that's what his name meant. But that's also what he he lived up to that name. That's the way he got by. That's the way he got through life by living up to that name. But hear me, being Jacob, one night in Genesis chapter, I believe it is uh, 32, the Bible said he got all by himself and Isaac. and in that isolation he had a moment where he would begin to grapple with God himself and in that moment of isolation where he is all alone he wrestles through the night with God and in the midst of that wrestling through quarantine we find out that 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 trickster, that schemer, that, that Jacob by name after wrestling with God himself the Bible says that he said no longer shall thy name be called Jacob but Israel because you are a prince that has power with God and with men and has prevailed I'm telling you times of isolation are not times where we are to be defeated but in times of isolation we can get with God and we can prevail What I want you to understand, that night, God gave him a future. That night, God gave him something to look forward to. He said, no longer are you going to be who you once were, doing things like you've always done them. But he said, no longer, Jacob, but you are going to be Israel. That was his future. That was what he had to look forward to. But there's a problem. The Bible said, now, Israel, having a future, having something to look forward to, the Bible said he began to move carefully as he would create a coat of many colors. He made a coat of many colors who he would, go, he would go on and put that coat of many colors on his favorite son Joseph who would be the heir to his promises and the heir to his inheritance of all that he possessed. So he put this coat of many colors on Joseph. But this was a coat that he made. He didn't pick it up at the nearest department store. He didn't even order it online. But he made this coat of many colors because I believe that making this coat of many colors, that means he got to choose the colors which he would use because I believe that when he was making this coat, he was literally articulating his faith through the fabrics that he himself would choose of what he envisioned his future would look like. I believe that, I just think that's what he did. I think that he would choose some of the brightest blues. If he was trying to create, maybe try through the fabrics to paint a picture of what he was envisioning. His future was going to look like. Like you and me, we would pick probably the brightest blues. We'd have the the greatest greens, the majestic purples, the softest of fabrics. It's our future. And he pieced it together just so like the piecing together of a puzzle. Saying this is what my future is going to look like. It's going to have the brightest blues. It's going to have the grandest of greens and purples intermingled within all of these colors. It's going to have the softest of silk all throughout. And he got to make this color. So I believe that when he was putting together this coat, whom he would place as a context for a coat on his son, he was trying to articulate his faith through those fabrics of what he believed his future Would look like. But there's a problem. Why he has now put together this beautiful coat. Of what he envisioned his future would look like. The Bible said that the brothers were jealous of Joseph. And they would strip him of that coat. They would sell him into slavery. But when he is sold into slavery. It is all a part of the bigger picture of God's plan he is being sold into slavery yes but being carried off into the destiny and will of God that God had envisioned for Joseph that was far beyond his daddy's vision and far beyond his father's painted picture in his mind but here's what they did they sold Joseph and he is more alive in the will of God now than he has ever been but they take that coat of many colors And they take and they dip it in the goat's blood. And here's what they do. They took that coat of many colors and they added a color that wasn't a part of Israel's plan. They added a color that Israel didn't see coming. And that's what I want to preach today. There are times in your life that when when faith comes and you begin to believe that you have a future and you have a hope, you have something to look forward to, we begin to plan. We begin to look forward. We begin to piece together the parts of our faith trying to envision what it's going to look like, what our life is going to be like, what our marriage is going to look like. But then life sometimes adds colors to the coat that we didn't see coming there are some times when we're looking forward in faith and we're envisioning great things we never saw the loss coming, we never, oh God help me, there are some times when there's colors that we don't see coming and that color I'd like to identify it as the color of assumption. Because while Israel's looking forward in faith, he's trying to piece it together, kind of like we were, Pastor, at the beginning of this year, that 2020 was coming. We're coming out of 2019, coming into 2020, and we're envisioning. We're trying to kind of envision what we believe 2020 is going to look like, and we're 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 putting together just vision statements. We're kind of we're going to do this. We're putting things on the calendar, and we're trying to piece together 2020. But Here, there's something about 2020. There was a color that came that none of us counted on. But when we tried to envision the brightest of blues and the greatest of greens for 2020, we never saw corona coming. We never saw the loss of many lives coming. We never saw the loss of jobs coming. But I'm here to tell you that while you can hope for the best, there are times that life adds colors to the coats that we have created. And we can say, it wasn't supposed to look like this 2020 wasn't supposed to happen like this I've seen miracles I've seen deliverance and yes there is room for that but there is times where colors come to us that wasn't a part of the plan but it's how we respond in that moment that will determine the outcome it's not the moment it's the response in the moment that determines the outcome it's not the moment and it's not the color Because hear me, I didn't see a lot of things happening in 2020. I didn't see me losing my stepfather in 2020 just a few weeks ago. I didn't see the loss of many jobs or me having two months where I will not meet with another congregation. I didn't see all of that. But hear me, it was when they took that coat and they added another color that Israel didn't see coming. That they took that coat. His vision. And they put it into his lap and they said, no now, whether it be thy son's coat or no. And the Bible says, and he knew it. He recognized the fabrics. He recognized those familiar colors that he had chose to piece together, envisioning his future. But hear me. The Bible said, they said, "Now, no no now, whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he said, I know it no now they said but he knew it and said it is my son's coat an evil beast hath devoured him and in this portion of scripture that i read to you there are four things that we do that we the way we respond when colors come that we didn't count on the first thing that Israel did when he saw that color that I'm going to deem as the color of assumption, the Bible said that when he saw that color in the context of that old familiar code, he saw that color. And when he saw it, he said, an evil beast hath devoured him. See, the first thing that we do when colors come that we didn't count on, when things don't work out like we've envisioned them, The way we plan them. The first thing that we do is we create evil that's not there. Because it's us. It's us reaching for reason in our humanity. It's us reaching for the why behind the what. We, and if we cannot figure out in our own human intellect what is going on with the color in the context of the coat, we begin to create evil that's not there. Because we are reaching for the, the why behind the what. We are trying to make sense of everything that is going on. So that is why we will create evil that's not there that's why Isaiah chapter 8 Isaiah the prophet God gives him a warning and speaks strongly to him and he says as in Isaiah 8 11 through 12 in, in the New Living Translation, the, the prophet says, The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. He said, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. And don't live in dread of what frightens them. He was saying, Guess what? He said, The Lord gave me this strong warning that I'm not going to think like everybody else does. Neither should you, Israel. And he said, Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do you don't want to know why people will create conspiracies when they have colors added to their coats it's because they don't know how to figure out what they're facing instead of surrendering their limited intellect to a sovereign god in their situation we'll create conspiracies because we create evil when we don't understand the color. My God, I wish we could just stop for a moment and just receive that right now. Because this isn't, do we do this? It's, we all do this uh, to some degree or another. So let's stop and just receive this revelation right now. Father, in in the name of Jesus. 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 It's all too real sometimes that when we see colors that we didn't see coming... We didn't envision our life going like this. We didn't envision envision them leaving when they left or saying what they said. But sometimes colors come, and we didn't count on it. But just, just because colors come, don't create evil. Because I've seen people that don't know how to comprehend what they are going through. And they will create evil within the government. They'll create evil within their spouses even. They'll create evil in their bosses, and they'll create evil because they are reaching for evil. But in your reaching for reason, don't abandon faith. Because that's not the only thing that Israel did. This patriarch, this man of faith, not just any old man, this was Israel, the man of faith. But then the Bible says, he says, evil beasts have devoured him. But then the second thing we do after we create evil that's not there, the Bible says, Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. See, first we create evil that's not there. Sure, there was evil somewhere. There was some kind of evil beast somewhere on the planet. But it was not responsible for this situation. But then the second thing is, he said, Joseph is without doubt run in pieces. So the second thing we do is, we kill things that aren't dead. We put ends to things that are not over. That's what a color can do. We begin to assume that behind all of this is some evil that we've not laid our eyes on. We, we begin to assume that, that what we thought was the, the life and the, the, the perpetual promise of, of God's will in my life. Joseph is without doubt rent and pay. We kill things that aren't dead. All because it didn't happen the way I thought it would. It's not going to happen at all. So we kill things that aren't dead. We put ends to things that aren't over. That's why, that's why God gave me this. He, he, he said that we put periods where God only meant for a comma. God just had a brief pause just a brief detour before he got to our destination but hear me just because you didn't see that color coming and this isn't how you envisioned your 2020 this isn't how you envisioned your marriage or whatever your experience is in your situation just because it didn't happen the way you thought that it would don't you dare put a period where God only meant for there to be a comma God's not done it's not over don't bury what God's not done with Yet, because the Bible talks in John chapter 11 in verse 4, there is a family, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and they've got a plan of how God works. Their brother Lazarus is sick, and they know Jesus loves us. And if we're sick, we'll pray Jesus will come and He'll heal us. But they pray, and Jesus doesn't come. But Jesus says in John chapter 11, verse 4, it says that Jesus said, This sickness, talking about Lazarus, this sickness is not unto death. But guess what? When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. He said, This sickness is not unto death. But you know what happened? That joker died. So we've got to reconcile something today. Either God's a liar or He's sovereign. But here's the problem with Mary and Martha. Why he said this sickness is not unto death. When he died, they put a period. When God only meant for there to be a comma. Because he was coming just right on time. And he was not just there to heal the sick. But he was coming to raise the dead. And I know that didn't fit into Mary and Martha's limited scope of what God could do. But hear me. There was a God that was coming to raise the dead. So here's what I want you. Don't you bury what God's not done with. Don't you quit praying those prayers that God hasn't answered yet. You keep praying Refuge Church. You keep praying whoever's watching. Don't you put a period on your calling. Don't you put a period on your ministry. There's just a pause. There's just a selah where God is just saying, hold on a moment and let me do something beyond the preconceived ideas and the preconceived context of your limited scope in the form of that coat of many colors my God that's why when Jesus got there he said Mary Martha where'd you lay Him? because I'm here to wake up what you laid down I'm here to, uh, he said, you roll away the stone, I'll raise the dead. Because Jesus being a perfect gentleman, he will not roll stones away that you have purposely put in place. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. But if you'll roll away that stone, hear me. Jesus will speak into your situation that you thought was dead and gone. And He'll say, Lazarus, come forth. And He'll breathe fresh breath into what you thought was over. The thing that you killed prematurely. Where you put a car or a period where He only meant for there to be a comma. I want to move on. Because after we create evil... Because of that color of assumption. We'll just assume that that thing is now dead. Torn to pieces. But I want you to to look at this. Not only do we create evil and then kill things that aren't dead. But Genesis 37 and 34. I want you to pull this verse up. And I, I want you to read these first two words. And Jacob. This is the third thing that we do. And Jacob. Because remember, we started now. Israel. Now, present tense, in faith, Israel was piecing together a coat, envisioning what his future would look like by faith. But hear me, when that color comes that you didn't see coming, when that color comes, here's what we do. Instead of now, present tense, looking forward in faith, Israel looking forward, piecing together the garment, here's what we do when that color comes. And it doesn't happen the way we thought it would. Corona comes. Jobs are lost. Lives are lost. And Jacob. See. When life doesn't happen the way we thought that it would. Instead of looking forward in faith, being constructive with our faith, looking forward, reaching forward, striving for what God called us to be. When it doesn't happen the way that we thought that it would, we begin to default back to who we once were and the way we've always done things. Instead of now, Israel, it's and Jacob. But I'm here to preach to Refuge Church and anyone watching online that ye said, no longer shall ye be called Jacob, but Israel. So you you got to get your now Israel back in spite of the colors that came, in spite of COVID, in spite of the detour, in spite of the comma. You've got to say, no, I've got an Israel on the inside of me. God's going to allow me to affect my generation. He's going to allow me to affect my family. He's going to allow me to affect my city, my world. Now, because I'm not going back to who he called me out of. Hear me, somebody, Refuge Church, when you come back next Sunday, you're not coming back, and Jacob, but you're going forward now, Israel. Hey, this is no time to default back to being the same old church that we've always been, doing the same old thing we've always done, but you've got to, by faith, start moving forward. My God, I wish you'd just stop right now and clap your hands and just thank God I feel faith in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's no coronavirus that can stop the divine destiny that God has placed on Refuge Church. And we're not defaulting back to who we once were, the way we used to do. No, 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 no. Because watch what happens. And Jacob. The next part of that says, and Jacob, watch this, rent his clothes. Because if you default and start looking back at who you used to be, and just because I tried to move forward but didn't look the way that I thought that it would look, I'll just go back to being who I've always been. Getting by the way I've always gotten by in fear and manipulation. I'll just, I'll just go back. But the Bible says, and Jacob rent his clothes. That means when you begin to default backwards, you become destructive by nature. See now Israel looking forward he's trying to figure it out. He's putting it together. By faith he is building a coat of many colors but when you begin to default back to who you once were when God first found you. When you start to default backwards you become destructive by nature and I've watched people as God is calling them forward but they refuse to go forward and they start defaulting backward to who they were and the way that they knew life and the way that they always done they become destructive by nature they begin to tear their families apart they begin to tear their marriages apart I've watched them even tear their children apart with words and abusive verbally and abusive emotionally I've watched them tear churches apart I've watched them tear ministry apart all because instead of moving forward in faith when they saw that color that they didn't understand they said I guess if It's not going to happen the way that I thought that it would. It's not going to happen. So I guess I'll just go backwards because there's no hope moving forward and if you're in the sound of my voice today and you you feel like just somehow in this quarantine or in this year or this past decade sometime that you've been destructive just with your words uh, just destructive with the way that you function and you operate it might be because you put a Period where God only meant for a comma and you put your ministries on hold your prayer life on hold your worship on hold and you begin to default back to that fallen flesh that God has called you away from. Think of your families, your children and the people that surround you. Israel, no longer shall you be called Jacob. But you still have a calling. Because the fourth and the final thing, Genesis 37 and verse 35 says, after He's already created evil, He's killed things that are not dead. And He defaulted back to who He had been instead of who He was called to be. The Bible says, And all His sons and all His daughters rose up to comfort Him, but He refused to be comforted And he said, for I will go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Can I say it like this? The sons and the daughters rose up to comfort him. But can I say it like this? The sons and the daughters. Can I say it like this? That the brothers and the sisters rose up to comfort a man that had experienced a color. That wasn't a part of how he envisioned his life going. And when he had that experience, he started to become destructive. And the brothers and sisters rose up to surround him, to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted. Can I tell you, you can get to a place because of that color you didn't understand that situation that took place that you had no answers for you can get to a place where long after the quarantine is over that you remain in isolation because you've lost in your past and you fear to lose in your future So you hold everybody at arm's length and you refuse to be comforted because you don't want anybody to get close. Because if they get close to you, you might potentially lose them. But you've lost in your past and you don't want to lose in your future because the pain is too great. So therefore he held everybody at arm's length and he refused to be comforted by the very ones God gave to him to bring comfort and healing To Him in that color. So what I felt to say to Refuge Church and all those that are watching online that you can get to a place that when this quarantine concludes... And God opens things back up to you. Not just church service. But He begins to open things up to you. That you can come to a place where you keep yourself in isolation. And you you can even come back next Sunday. And you can be present in the building. But very much absent from the body. All because of a color that you didn't see coming. Things happening that you, you didn't plan on it. This isn't one. This how my life. This isn't how my life was supposed to happen. This is how my marriage. This isn't how my marriage was supposed to be. But hear me, don't you get to a place where you hold everybody at arm's length because of the loss and the pain in your past? Don't you hold everybody at arm's length? Don't you come and be present in the sanctuary but absent from the body and the brothers and the sisters because God gave them to you for He. Healing, for comfort, for an encouraging word. But don't you allow a color to sabotage your comfort. all oh, because the pain. Because here's, here's what I wanted to bring this all to a conclusion. Because when things happen, we do it. We create evil. When we're reaching for reasons why behind the color. And then we kill things that aren't dead. And I guess if it's not going to happen the way that I thought, I guess it's not going to happen at all. And we forfeit so much. The third, we know we begin to default back to who we once were. And we become destructive. But then we can get to a place where people try to love us. But we refuse to let them love us because we have the potential that we might lose them we need the body we need the church it's the vehicle that God placed in our lives to comfort us but here's what I want you to understand this is what I said at first sister Dornbach you ready with all that talk about the color I'm going to tell you There's nothing wrong with that color. You know what the problem was? It was the context for that color that made it a color of assumption. See, because if you look at that color, that experience, that pain, that loss, you look at that color in the context of a coat that you created, Of how you thought things would happen. How you thought your life would look. When you look at those situations in the context of your preconceived ideas. Of what you thought this would all be like. It's a color of assumption. It kills things that aren't dead. That color creates evil that's not there. But if you can take that same color, that same situation, that same thing that you didn't see coming when it came, if you can take that same color, march it forward a couple hundred years to the tabernacle of Moses, that same goat's blood, that same crimson, scarlet red, and you take it away from the context of the coat, your preconceived idea of how you thought it would be, and you take it to the tabernacle of Moses, you read in Leviticus... Chapter 16 verse 15 the bible says and then shall he kill the goat just like the brothers did they shall kill a he goat of the sin for the sin offering that is for the people and bring his blood within the veil and do with that blood as He did with the blood of the bullock and sprinkle it upon the mercy seat and before the mercy seat. What that's saying is there's nothing wrong with the color. But if you take it out of one context and you put it in a different context, all of a sudden the color becomes not only... It's not a color of assumption. It becomes a color of atonement. See... What I'm saying is you've got to look at your situation in a different context. You've got to look at that color in a different light. You may have not understood it in the context of your plans. But when you look at that color in the context of God's plans, all of a sudden that color that killed things that were not dead and caused you to default back to your fallen destructive nature becomes a color of atonement. Atonement, what's atonement? Pastor Dornbach, uh, atonement is where you reach back and, and it's God's way of reaching back into the past and making everything right so you just change the context the color takes a different meaning but I don't even want to stop there Refuge Church, I want to take that color a little bit further and I want to put it in an even different context you take that same color that same pain, that same loss you take those same words that cut you so deep and you march them a few hundred more years and you march them up Calvary's heel and you lay that color against the backdrop of the Calvary cross. And all of a sudden when you look at that pain you look at that suffering you look at that loss and you put it up against the cross and all of a sudden it's no longer a color of assumption. It's no longer even a color of atonement but it becomes a color of access. Access to healing. Access to comfort. Access to the miracle Oh, somebody right now in your home, I want you to stand to your feet. And if you would, then fall to your knees and take that color and march it up to Calvary. And say the context is the cross. It's for healing. I still have a future. I still have a hope. I don't have to destroy my family. I don't have to destroy my marriage. I can have a hope.
0: Come on, go to the I cross. Have this confidence because Somebody boldly. I've seen the faithfulness of God. The seal inside the storm, the promise of the shore. I trust the power of your word. Come on, go to the cross. Enough to seek your kingdom first. Beyond the barren place, beyond the ocean.
1: right now he can comfort you if you just lift your hands and let your voice out and let your voice just ring hallelujah that's it that's it I'm telling you there's comfort that is coming to every home some of you have been fearful some of you have had your stomach tied up in knots but there's comfort coming to you right now where you are if you would just stand and begin to worship in your home they're going to sing more but when they begin to sing I want you to worship in liberty I want you to worship with freedom not caring about what anybody would think I want you without fear or without hesitation I want you to praise and shout unto God like you have Heaven for years. Are you ready? Let's sing. Are you ready? On right now, my God, there's a spirit of prophecy in this house right now. I see a clearing, there's been so much confusion about what steps to take next. But I'm telling you, I see it like the sky, the clouds are clearing. And that light is shining into somebody's house. Somebody, God is shining into your, your house and He's giving instruction right now. God, what do I do? How do I approach it? You've been wrapped up in fear, but I'm here to tell you right now, there is nothing to fear. God will order every step. If you just begin to commit your steps to God, He will order them. In the name of Jesus, if you'll commit to Him, He'll show you step by step how to be that man, how to be that woman that you're wanting and desiring. To be. I feel it for Refuge Church right now. Pastor, hear me. The wagons are on the way. There came a time in Israel's life where he had lived with a lie long enough that when the brothers and sisters came back from Egypt, they said, Joseph is yet alive. Dad, it's, it's better than you could have ever planned or imagined. They said, Joseph is yet alive. But that color and that coat kept saying, no, he's very much dead. Can I tell you, you can get to a place where you've lived with a lie so long that truth no longer can move you. But the Bible said that when he heard them what they said, the Bible said his heart fainted. And he believed them not because he lived with that lie so long that he could not escape the fear and the reality of his past experience. But hear me. The Bible said Joseph sent some wagons to carry his father to that place of promise and provision. Because Israel had been living on his own strength for a long time. But when he, the Bible says, when he saw the wagons, watch this. I'm sorry to take so much time, Pastor. I know. But the Bible said this about it. And when he saw the wagons in verse 28, which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And not watch what it says next. And Israel said he said I'm done living as Jacob I'm tired of being destructive I'm tired of tearing my own life apart because I've not answered the calling that's upon my life and Israel said it's enough Joseph my son is yet alive He said, it's enough. I can see him taking that coat that he clung to for years. Saying, it's enough. I'm tired of living that lie that has brought fear and manipulated me. He said, it's enough. That's not who I am. That's not who I'm called to be. said it's enough Joseph my son is yet alive you know what he did there he started preaching truth back to those that had been preaching truth to him so this next Sunday when you come to the sanctuary of the living God here's what I want you to do Refuge Church I want you to come and I want you to come to your pastor your pastor's wife and I want you to come preaching truth to them that have been preaching truth to you for more than a decade I want you to say you know what pastor I believe that God is going to save my son I do believe that God is going to heal my marriage. I do believe that God has a revival. You've got to come preaching truth. Joseph, my son, is yet alive. And watch what he says. I will go and see him before I die. But the word of the Lord is this, Pastor. The wagons are on the way. And God is about to carry Refuge Church to a place that they could not get to on their own. We couldn't figure it out. We couldn't put it together good enough. But there is a supernatural confirmation of God's Word to you that have been faithful all these years. God is allowing the wagons to come. And they're going to carry you to provision. There's going to be enough finances. There's going to be enough supply. He's going to send families that can double your tithe so to supply the next building and to purchase the land. The wagons are on the way. I wish you right now would lift your hands and just exalt your, lift your faith. In the name of Jesus. Come on, are we ready to move forward? If you're ready to move forward would you just acknowledge God in faith? I will see it. I'm going to see a victory. I will see it. Are you ready? Are you going to see it? We're going to see it.
0: This power Jesus And everyone